0: You are listening to You Heard It Here Second.
1: Find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or DerekAndSteve.com.
0: Subscribe and follow today. So, Fair. is a hippopotamus seafood? <laughs> no freaking way. Definitely not, because no, yeah. no hippopotamuses live in the ocean.
1: Derek and Steve present...
0: So, a- here's the question. Lent comes around.
1: Fridays, <laughs> you can't eat meat. You can't eat meat. Can you eat
0: frog's legs? John, quick hit thoughts on the wizards. What are they doing? Nothing. I, they're, they're on the treadmill of mediocrity. It's going to be
1: there for a while. So is a turtle seafood and an alligator's not? I don't know. I guess I mean, if you can like fried turtle, though, a fried
0: sea turtle, I think would have to be seafood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You heard it here second.
1: Hello and welcome to episode 126 of You Heard It Here Second. I am Steve alongside Derek. Derek. Should the back of your knee be called a knee pit?
0: Steve, what's going on? <laughs>
1: why did you just ask me about <laughs> You could not do it.
0: Um, the back of your knee, I am very okay with calling the back of your knee your knee pit. I see no reason why you can't do that because there's not a big discernible difference to me between that area and your armpit area relative He's- to the body part.
1: Does it still sound weird to say the word knee oh, pit? Oh,
0: actually wait, no, should it be your leg pit?
1: Ooh, maybe it should be your leg pit.
0: But it's not at it's the end your arm- of your leg.
1: It's in the middle of your leg. Yeah, no, that's like your elbow. <laughs> it's like your el- your elbow, sh- your elbow pit should be your armpit.
0: Right, 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 right. The knee pit is equ- huh. is equivalent to the elbow pit, which you don't call anything.
1: So like <laughs> where the legs meet, should we call it the knee pit? <laughs>
0: i don't know you know that yeah i don't know that that's a tough one
1: so are we Um, are we pro knee pit or anti knee pit
0: i will give knee pit a um a temporary approval like a what would that be in legal speak like 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 an injunction or something
1: no that's the opposite test we'll give it (laughs) just a test run yeah a test run (laughs) yeah sustained (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah Temporary release. yeah. Supervised release. Supervised release of
0: the knee pit term <laughs> yes. is officially submitted.
1: All right. S- <laughs> sustained. Yeah.
0: Perfect. Glad we settled yeah. that.
1: All right. I just wanted to shock and awe you with that first question. All so right. you can take it from there.
0: Cool. So episode 126, if you heard it here a second, hopefully you guys are already off to a roller coaster of a ride here with that with that different opening um, that caught, <laughs> caught you by surprise with the knee pits. Um. Yeah, 126, we're back I've, uh, I think it was two weeks ago we podcasted last I think, uh, if I remember correctly That's right, um, I just got back from spring break Spring break
1: I am tan, refreshed, relaxed wow. High energy, I'm ready to go
0: Wow, that is how exciting
1: is, How was your spring break, Derek?
0: I do not have a spring break Um. Unfortunately
1: that sucks
0: Unfortunately, I don't have a spring break But I don't have any homework this week so Ooh, touche
1: <laughs> <laughs> very touche
0: um so episode one twenty six. you heard it a second we're back um normal episode today we got sports in the first half some pop culture in the second half really just television um particularly eight uh, hbo and netflix we'll be talking about um so you got anything else in the opener here besides knee pits that you want to talk about before we jump into sports
1: i do have one question sure. for you um so the the phrase this we don't have to spend too much time on this, but this yep. came up today. I thought we were past that. I thought we were past that. You've heard that before. Oh, yeah, I thought yeah, we yeah. were past that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is it P A S T or P A S S E D? Thought we were past. Or both. I
0: think, I think it's P A S T. I think I thought we were. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Uh, so I I'm not like an expert, but I'm like I'm fairly good with grammar. Yeah, and I think that it is past. And Um, why? Because it could be
1: past. I thought we were past that,
0: right? So um, P A S S E D. So so, no, and so that makes sense. I think um, I'm not going to know the grammatical term for this, like whatever it is. But but so I thought we were past. I think in that case, like it's describing your state, um, not as a verb. Like 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 so, I passed you on the highway. Like it was. It's a verb. Like I passed you. That would be p a s s e d, um, mm-hmm. or someone someone passed away, or someone passed the ball. But, but you could it, say but, we
1: pass we. You could say we passed that.
0: We well, right? But that's a verb. That's a verb. We passed that, but we are. So I thought we were past that. Is is not is no longer. So were is the verb, right? So like I thought we just like I am, True. like so I am, past that. I don't know. I, I think it's I think it's P A S T, but I would need an actual grammar expert to to verify I th- that.
1: I think it is too, but it came up today, and someone asked. I was like, I am not exactly sure. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. Huh? Did you did you try googling it? Did you was did that was that fruitful no, or no?
1: I I didn't care that much. <laughs>
0: I feel like Google would probably give us the answer, but um. So yeah, maybe next maybe next time. <laughs> I don't know. I'm I'm past it. So
1: I'm past that too. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um. Cool. So
1: we are currently passing that <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> we just passed that we an, are that, passing that <laughs> excellent See? so now it that we're works past both that, ways. <laughs> so now that we're past that uh let's start in and do half number one which is sports
1: all righty
0: sports um Contracts are the big thing going on right now. Uh, Contracts and negotiations and trades, really like a lot of front office stuff rather than on the field or court stuff or ice stuff, though. uh, but big stuff for sure. So we'll start with football. We'll again, we'll kind of touch on all four major sports again, like we did last episode. So we'll start with football in the NFL. Um, Some big news happening with wide receivers. We'll start with that with Antonio Brown was the first one, obviously. Um, He gets traded to the Oakland Raiders for a third and a fifth was it I believe I think it was a third and a fifth round pick what, what, what a lot of people believe to be a very inferior return for Pittsburgh but you know it kind of speaks to the leverage they had um, and then Antonio Brown signs like a super mega contract um, with the Raiders even though he already had three years left on his deal he gets way more money now in like a re- in a restructuring um, what, what is your take on the Antonio Brown situation and I guess the impact of both the Steelers and the Raiders.
1: So, two two thoughts on that because I'm going to lump the Steelers I'm going to lump the Le'Veon Bell thing sure. into yeah, this yeah, as well sense. because Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown both played for the Steelers. Probably two of the best position players in the league at their position. Both very very upset with the Steelers and how they were treated and their their team, their coach, their management, whatever. Um, both end up coming out looking not that great, uh, in my opinion. I, I think Antonio Brown, he he used to be one of like the league favorites. He was in a, some funny commercials. He had funny haircuts. Now he's just, he looks greedy and annoying, and, and it, it doesn't look good for him. Le'Veon Bell, same thing. Sat out an entire season, was jet skiing while his team was losing games, and it just didn't look good for him. So this is the this is the backfire that these guys are going to get when they start demanding these mm-hmm. trades now. Um, I mean, it happens all around. You see it with KD, even with An- uh, Anthony Davis is yeah. in, for the Pelicans requesting a trade is now the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And if you're going to make the play of I'm looking out for myself, I'm looking out for number one, it's a business, whatever, just be prepared for the fans to kind of take a backlash on you because now he's going to go play for the Raiders who are moving to Las Vegas and it's just a Mm. they've got Gruden and a completely new team they dropped a bunch of good players it's just a he's in a very weird situation I'm interested to see him and um Carr play together but I don't think the Raiders are going to be good anytime soon yeah what are your thoughts
0: no so as far as the Raiders go I agree I think the Raiders are not this is not I I don't like the move for the Raiders. I just think that I don't think they're ready to be a, a contender, you know, and I just think pouring more money into this Antonio Brown situation. I, so I think, um, like you said, looking like the bad guy, I fall somewhere in the middle on Le'Veon. You know, like I, we, we talked before about the Le'Veon situation and how yeah. I think that, um, now I wouldn't act the way Le'Veon did, but I think that he's a lot more justified than Antonio Brown. I've been trying to figure out why Antonio Brown's unhappy and I don't know the answer. <laughs> well, yeah, like same. Antonio Brown has a big contract. He's the top like fantasy football producer for every year. He's, he was a featured weapon on a consistently contending team in one of the most storied franchises in the league. Like I can't pinpoint why Antonio Brown was unhappy. I really can't. Same. Um, and so that's part of it for me that like shows, you know, I see, like you said, there, there's, there's a perception that comes with being the player that forces his way somewhere. And and what we're seeing in the modern day, and this really applies in the NBA and the uh, NFL is that these type of things are getting applauded by former players like everywhere. Like, like the former players are like good for him. Like he like got his, like got his worth and got what he deserved. And like, and and I, I really feel the need to, to like strike a balance in this kind of situation somewhere, because I agree with what players, what, where they're coming from, because you can't just like we don't want ownership and management and the and the billionaires to have all the power all the time. You know, that's not like like players are totally right to stand up for for some things. But then there's things like this that I'm like, what are you even standing up for? Like you're paid millions and millions of dollars. You have three years left on a good contract. It's like, like I, I don't understand coming to his defense for the situation like calling himself Mr. Big Chest and like, like it's just like yeah it's just all these things are like why are you making yourself unlikable you're very likable before and he so was. um so yeah so I agree with you the Raiders I don't love that Le'Veon I'm, I'm more lenient with because we talked in prior like a while ago when this whole thing was happening during the season like I think that he was a little bit abused as far as the rights and the CBA and like the the way they can just franchise tag you and franchise tag you until you can't really get a big contract I understand that mm-hmm. he ended up losing money in this deal Le'Veon is making less than what he turned down from Pittsburgh but but and and that's why I kind of felt like it was more of a statement than anything I think we might have even talked about that it's like is he really gonna get the money that he's saying he wants like probably not as a year older as a running back um, but anyway he he lands with the Jets and I think I think that's going to be your typical, like, Le'Veon's going to put up stats. Like, I don't know if they're going to win. They're probably not going to win. Um, but he's going to get his stats and he's going to get his money. So, I, I don't know. That I kind of, I don't really know what to think about those. But I, I do know yeah. that I'm much more against Antonio Brown's antics than Le'Veon's. I,
1: I have a feeling this is going to be one of those wait and see scenarios where yeah. if Antonio Brown goes to the Raiders and lights it up, he's going to seem like he. Uh, Of course made the right decision, but the Mm -hmm. fans, I think, will take him back. And same with Le'Veon. I think if they go and light it up. If they don't, I think it's going to stay with the, well, you had a good team, you had a good opportunity, you had good money, and you made made your bed, so now you have to lie in it. Um, So we're going to have to wait and see with those guys. I mean, I think they'll both be fine, but um, I I wouldn't have. I'm not giving them the benefit of the doubt here. Yeah,
0: for sure. For sure.
1: Next up, Derek, (laughs) our boy, unfortunately, Blake (laughs) Bortles has been traded from the Jacksonville Jaguars. I don't know what Florida is going to do without Blake Bortles, (laughs) Um, but Blake Bortles, along with another veteran, just to lump them together, Clay Matthews, both leave uh, teams that they've been with forever, Blake leaving Jacksonville, Clay Matthews leaving Green Bay, uh, to go to the Los Angeles Rams and -hmm. play with Sean McVay. Um, So what are your thoughts on these two veterans going to LA to play with McVay.
0: Um, Bortles just makes so much sense. Like Bortles is done as a starting quarterback, like I'm going to LA, I'm gonna hit the beach all the time. Like He's like,
1: such an LA guy too. Oh, he's yeah. got like such an LA personality. Oh,
0: for sure. Like, like he was UCF in Florida and he had that personality and I think that fit him. And then if he's not staying in Jacksonville, like where's the next place to go? Like it's LA as a backup. Like that that's it's just <laughs> yeah. that's Blake Bortles. So that's I'm good for him. <laughs> I I think that fits him well. Uh, I like them. I like this for Clay Matthews, too. Like, I mean, I can't sit here and pretend that I've watched Clay Matthews really intently since his star days on the Packers when he was a lot better than he is now. Um, But I, you know, if I'm being optimistic around him, I would think that he's probably got something left in the tank. And I think he can contribute on a Rams defense that is good. I mean, they're one of the better defenses in the league, even though sometimes it didn't seem that way when they had such a high powered offense in back and forth games. Like it's a really talented defense over there, so you know if Matthews can go in and play as a role player, I think that that's a good fit for him um, to be able to contribute. So I like that for both those guys for different reasons, I guess. But but yeah, I think I think it works well for them.
1: These are one of the things that I'm weirdly happy about all of it. Yeah. Um, I do. I am sort of against the the trend that is v- good enough veteran players are going to go chase a, like this seems like ring chasing yeah. sort of yeah yeah um and i don't want the nfl to become the nba i don't think it's th- it's that bad but i could see a scenario where these veterans like clay matthews and blake bortles both have stuff left in the tank and can both contribute to the this team and they could probably could have signed anywhere and choose to sign as backups for a winning team yeah so i, I I'm nervous I it, about that, but yeah. I think it'll it'll all come out in the wash.
0: I, I think uh, I think from the quarterback standpoint, it might be different. Like I don't know if you know if I can understand Bortles' rationale for. Rather than going into another top QB controversy where like he could just get cut if he doesn't make it or something, like I, I think sometimes, honestly, backup quarterback, like probably some of these guys at mid-middle points of their careers, like they probably don't even mind it that much. To, like, yeah. like it's like you get paid well. Like you might get a chance, like Nick Foles, right? Like Nick, Foles, but, look was, at Nick Foles. But, Bor-
1: but Bortles was a starting quarterback on a good team, a playoff team. Yeah. Right.
0: I mean, like, yeah, but but you, a lot of people think that he was. I, so honestly, this is as much. The Jaguar? Did he get traded, or I think he got traded there, right? I think he got traded. Yeah. And so I don't even know if he was a free agent or not. But the Jaguar, this was the Jaguars moving on, and actually, and ironically enough, Nick Foles is the one that is now going to start for them. But, um, but I, you know, I think uh, he, he, it seemed like he could be good enough, but every year for whatever reason, it wasn't able to be. And like they have a really good defense, and so I think it was just time for them to like put push the reset. But yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, you kind of want to see Bortles as a competitor go somewhere to like try to win a starting job but there's probably some rationale there that's like hey if if this guy gets injured or if if whatever you know like I'd be stepping into a really good team with a chance to win so I don't know it's interesting but I I guess I I like it for both of them I think but
1: cool so moving on I'll just one last piece Tannehill to so the the former Miami Dolphins quarterback Ryan Tannehill to the Titans Mm. is this an indictment on Mariota Derek it's a
0: valid question. Um, Tannehill does not strike me as someone who they think is is a bust and done either. So that's what that's interesting to me. I don't think it's an indictment on Mariota, but maybe it's a warning. Um, maybe it's like a hey, you know, we're bringing in another capable guy here. It's time for you to make the leap. Um, which, as much as we dislike him, um, Andrew Luck made kind of a leap this year as far as getting back on track, um, and so Mariota's got to make got to make those leaps, too, or else they have to move on. Like, like, this is the time in a quarterback's career. You can't just keep hoping he's going to make a leap, you know? Um, yeah. So, I, I view it as some pressure on Mariota more than anything.
1: Yeah, And last but not least, the big trade, mm. Odell Beckham. Giants trade probably the top, if not the best receiver, top three receivers in the league, Odell Beckham to the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Um, going to play with his... Former high school and college teammate Jarvis Landry going to play with um, young bad boy Baker Mayfield <laughs> at quarterback. Uh, going to play with one of the best defensive players in the league in Miles Garrett.
0: Yep. Yep.
1: And now there's a lot riding on the Browns. Now there's now they are this big exciting team. Um, do we are 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 you buying it or selling it, Derek? The, the Browns are back.
0: So. I'm definitely buying that the Browns are back to relevancy. You know, like the the Browns are relevant again, I think. Yes, I'm definitely buying that. Um, But I think expectations are going to hurt this team this year, at least. You know, like Baker Mayfield came out on fire, like when he he finally got the chance to play. He didn't start the year as the starter. It was Tyrod Taylor. Um, Baker was, you know, we've seen so many quarterbacks play really well their rookie year and then not be able to replicate that, you know. Um, now, you know, I think Baker's going to be good. I think he'll have a good NFL career, but I just think now a lot of this talk, like anybody who's trying to anoint the Browns as being like anywhere near where the, the chiefs and Patriots are in the AFC, I think is setting the Browns up for failure. To be honest, like I, I think the Browns are right now, I view them as a potential playoff team with, with these additions, which they haven't been in years. So like that's, that's what, what I mean by being back to being relevant, but I, I don't view them as more than that yet. I, I like what they're i like this i like the decision to go get talent and now try to you got you're gonna have to draft well in the middle rounds to fill in your your offensive and defensive lines and you know your secondary and all that stuff that you need but i i do like that they're gunning for talent and going to get it and you know two two arguably one elite one arguably borderline elite receiver on the other side and a, and a quarterback that's that could become like a rising star so i I like what they have on offense, but if you, if people are expecting them to be now a firm division winner, for instance, I don't think they win their division this year yet. I think Baltimore is still a better team than them, but I think they're making huge strides in the right direction.
1: I I told you this when it happened, <laughs> and I'm going to stick to it. I'm going to say it on the podcast right. so it's on the record. I'm selling it. Full, Big hard sell. sell. Hard sell. Hard sell on this team. I don't think it's a brand new coach managing every single person on that team has a giant ego now every single person yeah. it's unless you're Steve Kerr and you can manage the Warriors I don't think I don't think this guy's gonna have it in him to manage three psychopaths on offense and a guy who got suspended for beating up a woman yeah uh, in Kareem hunt so I I think who's also a psychopath um, I, I just think this is a recipe for disaster. I mean, I think they'll be really fun to watch. They'll be exciting. It'll be a high-powered offense. But I think if they lose two or three games in a row, the wheels are coming off. And you heard yeah. it here first. Selling the Browns. I'm taking the under. There you go. Don't get distracted by smoke and mirrors. Good teammates make are, are better than good players. Um, and, and that's what I'm sticking to it.
0: Alright. I like the rationale. I like the rationale. And um, I'm not, I'm not a hard buy on the Browns, like I said, but I, I'm not a hard sell. So that's definitely a bold take. Um, anything else on football? Hard
1: sell. Uh, that's it. I, I, I'm upset that we're talking about football so yeah, far he, away from football <laughs> and a lot of football, but there's been some big moves. Yeah. That,
0: that, there were some big offseason moves there as free agency opened and kind of, um, the draft is coming around the corner. A lot of combine stuff going on. So uh, so moving to baseball now, there's really one big story in baseball. You know, obviously, we had the Harper and Machado contracts that we did talk about um, when they signed them. But now, giving them all of... I think it was 19 days as having had the biggest contracts ever. Um, Mike Trout signs a contract that is basically the size of a small country's GDP, as you put it here, uh, <laughs> yeah. which is true. <laughs> um, so I believe it was... I'm trying to remember the number. I believe it was it twelve years, four hundred thirty. I know it was four hundred thirty million dollars. It is. Um, It
1: is exactly a record-breaking twelve-year contract, four hundred thirty million dollars. Insane. So, have you seen the notes at the bottom? Don't look if you have.
0: I did look at them. Yeah.
1: Okay. Well, then I'll just tell the listeners. Yeah. That means Mike Trout, this baseball player, (laughs) every regular season game he plays in, he's going to make for the rest of his life. Every game he plays in, and there's over 100 and something, there's over 160 games in in the MLB per year. Every game he's going to make $222,000. Every time he steps into the batter's box, he makes (laughs) $66,000. Every time he sees a pitch in the MLB, every time someone pitches to Mike Trout, Mike Trout will make $1,000. $700 $700 for the next 12 years. So every ball he takes in the dirt, 1700 Every foul ball, 1700 Every hit by pitch, 1700 <laughs> Every intentional walk, $1,700. And then
0: Derek, whatever the difference is, add it up to $67,000 for the rest of the at-bat, and then that's what he'll get.
1: It's so <laughs> much money. It's... Stupid it money is. and I, um, I, I don't know what to think about it. it, it it's hard to <laughs> it's hard to comprehend and I need you to help me grasp.
0: All it. right, I'll help you grasp it. And, Please and I, help I'm, I'm going to help you grasp it based on Twitter. So I, I saw I saw, um you know, you know, big cat of Barstool Sports. Um, he retweeted a Darren, you know, Darren Rovell. Yeah. So he's like business business sports guy. He always looks yes. at the business side of stuff. So Big Cat retweeted this tweet saying, "Finally, I know what to think about this contract," which was obviously satire because Darren Revel tweets this fact. He says $430 million what Mike Trout's contract is says $458 million what the US government paid in current dollars for what became Arkansas, Alaska, Colorado, Iowa, Kansas, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, Oklahoma, and parts of what became Louisiana, New Mexico, North Dakota, South Dakota, Texas, and Wyoming at the time of purchase. (laughs) Um, And my favorite tweet in this interaction is this just random guy that replied, but he says, quote, imagine being the guy at the water cooler tomorrow who bought a baseball player instead of 15 states.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's very true.
0: Um, no idea what to think i i mean so you know um i will say one kind of good thing about this or at least like a stabilizing thing about this contract is that now like because c- i think that harper harper and machado were fallacies as far as setting the market we talked about this like is bryce harper the best player in baseball no is manny machado the is best machado, player i no. don't yeah. Uh, Mike Trout is. So, so, so this is now the standard, you know, That's and, true. and this immediately brings everyone to the discussion points of Mookie Betts and Aaron Judge, you know, in the, in the AL, as far as the next guys that are going to be looking at big contracts. And I think now those discussions have a lot more merit as far as like where it's going to land, you know, um, because when you were just comparing it to Harper and Machado, it's like, where, where do you fall with those guys? Like, you could make an argument that Mookie Betts is way more valuable than than Bryce Harper, like because like Bryce Harper hasn't like achieved the the playoff success and everything else yet. You know, and so, you know, you could obviously, you know, it's different in baseball. Like Mike Trout obviously hasn't won in the playoffs either, but he's, he's probably the greatest player of all time. So it's like it's really intriguing in baseball, how that works out. But the angels are just locking them up and I respect them for that. And, um, it's an insane amount of money though. I, it's, it's hard to comprehend. Um, especially in, in the landscape of other sports, other sports like don't come close to this. And that's, what's kind of eye opening about baseball, like amidst all the talk of like how baseball is like losing fans and stuff. Well, there's enough money there to pay a guy $430 million. So, <laughs> Like that's so that's like much that's like money. four NHL team salary caps like it's crazy so
1: um yeah, I, I, it, I'm still trying to wrap my head around it I, I I like your point that Mike trout is objectively the best player in baseball, and that should be like the cap like he's basically the cap. Like okay, we've we've reached our limit, yeah. and it's Mike Trout, and it's four hundred thirty right. million dollars for
0: Twitter. Well, exactly, times. it gives a little clarity as far as like because again, like Mookie Betts is the one that around in my you know Twitter feeds and stuff like that. So it's being discussed now is Mookie Betts, right? And it's like mm-hmm. now there's a place you can there, there there's now a framework to to start talking about what Mookie Betts will make. There wasn't when Harper and Machado signed because. It's like, well, you know, because like we said, most people would say the reigning Mookie Betts being the reigning MVP, having just won the World Series, like and being a perennial MVP candidate most most years since he's been in his prime, you know, you're going to make more than Harper and Machado. But how much more? You know, now those guys made 300 something million. And so now I think Trout sets the the upper limit of that as far as at least what annual value is. So the only way you're going to make more than Trout now is if you sign like a 15 year deal, because no one's there's no way that you're going to get. You're gonna give someone more money than Mike Trout at this point. He's just been no. so elite for so many years. So for so many years into his early prime, still he's only like 26, I think, 27, maybe.
1: Does Does Mike Trout have the cushiest gig in all of the world? Oh yeah,
0: oh for sure.
1: Not only is not only does everyone love him, he gets to play in L.A. He gets to play in L.A. where there's no pressure to win.
0: And they he don't gets to win. play and,
1: <laughs> and they don't win, and no one really cares. He gets to continue to be one of the best players in all of baseball, potentially yeah. one of the best players of all time. Yeah. With zero pressure to yeah. to win baseball games. Yeah. If Mike Like does any does anyone expect the Angels no. to win baseball games no. this year? Ever. No. Like or, For the next twelve years. In, no. There, there's
0: yeah. no hard expectation of them. Like You pretty much look at any other sport, except maybe football in certain positions. But if you look at like a hockey player or a basketball player who signs a record breaking deal, like of that caliber, really, especially basketball, like, and then that player doesn't win a championship, like, that is the stain on his legacy. You know what I mean? Or even
1: look at Bryce Harper, though. Even Bryce Harper's like, People are oh he's he that's can't true. win games, yeah. this, that, and Mike Trout's just like, I'll take a hundred I'll take a hundred million more and I'll just chill in LA for it's a couple true, more but
0: years. It, it, it's true. I, I think Bryce Harper brings it on a lot himself because of his personality. But like yeah. I, I think that's what draws criticism. But like it is it is hilarious because Mike Trout has won zero playoff games in his career. But <laughs> yeah. like but 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 no one blames him for that because and, and rightfully so, because baseball is not a sport that you can win by yourself, you know? Like numbers tell the story in baseball. It's not like in basketball. Like, it, like if James Harden never wins a championship, right? People will be like, yeah, well, that was awesome. He scored thirty six points a game, but it, like, was that what he should have been doing? Because they didn't win, right? There is no, right. there's no argument in baseball. It's like, oh well, Mike Trout hit three fifty, but should he have hit three fifty? Like, <laughs> no, of course he should have hit three fifty. <laughs> yeah, it's baseball. So there, there's, there, he's got it. He's got it made. I mean, it, it really yeah. is. It's, it's crazy. I love him. Yeah,
1: I, I still love him. So I'm in on Mike Trout. Basically, creating a small economy of his own <laughs> in LA, um, and I, I really do hope that that's the furthest we go, at least for the next couple of years, because yeah, it, it won't get I, topped. I don't. I think. can't see more stats of someone making sixty-six thousand dollars every time they step into the batter's box. Yeah, I just can't no. do it. It like <laughs> hurt. Agree. It hurts physically.
0: Yeah, it, it does. I agree. I agree. All right.
1: Any last so, thoughts on Mike Trout? No, I Angels? don't think so.
0: I don't think so. So, a lot of money.
1: Uh, a lot of money. All right. Um, just barely going to touch on this because it hasn't started. It starts tomorrow. Yeah. Actually, if you're listening to it, probably today at noon. Uh, March Madness. Um, do we? What do we want to talk about? We're not going to spend a lot of time because no, there's we're not going to go through podcasts. the bracket or
0: anything. There's I don't know.
1: Plenty of plenty of podcasts that'll do that. But just give me your give me your quick thoughts on March Madness this year.
0: My first thoughts. Um, first time in a while, I'm always a defend a defender of the ACC being um that's where bc is and like you know i just acc is the best basketball conference and i think that people uh you know uh, you know you want to see them get the credit for that acc might be a little overrated in this tournament <laughs> um th- okay. three number one seeds is kind of nuts for one conference <laughs> um yeah. and so i think you know virginia to me like uh you know i don't know it's hard for me to pick which one's not a number one you know duke is duke and unc have been a lead all season but um I don't know. I just I think there's a lot of pressure on those teams in the ACC all being number 1 seeds, all three of them. Um I wouldn't be surprised to see one stumble. I wouldn't be surprised to see them all make the final four. So it's like um that's interesting, but otherwise, you know, I just have to be honest. I, I don't watch a lot of college basketball, I say it every year. Like I can't look at this bracket and like know who the upsets are going to be. No, mm-hmm. you know, I, I don't know. I don't really know that stuff. I don't know. What what are your thoughts? Uh
1: I'm I'm the same way. I you know me. I'm not a huge March Madness proponent. I yep. I think there's a lot of smoke and mirrors, and allowing half these teams in is a, is a complete farce. <laughs> yeah. um, however, I am going to give you my upset pick. Okay. I'm going to give you my number. I'm going to give you my 16 seed wow. that will make a run. Okay, you let's ready? Hear it. Yeah, let's hear it. Iona College Iona. from New Rochelle, New York. Wow! They will be and to, to kind of go off your point. They will beat UNC in the first round. They will beat whoever they play in the second round. Maybe and then then they'll be the Cinderella team and maybe win the third game. Wow! It's the Iona, I O N A, wow. I O N A. Yeah, the Gales, then, the Iona Gales.
0: So you don't think they're getting to the Final Four, but Elite Eight?
1: I think. Uh, well, no, that's obviously. I don't think anything's oh, no, going to no, happen. Elite I'm Eight. The my, the, yeah, my, exactly. My hottest take, my, like my. My yes. long shot hot take, Iona. <laughs> um, wow, my, all right. Both, both, both of my parents went to Iona and New Rochelle and I've watched a considerable amount of relative to the college basketball I, I watch every year. I watched more Iona just because they were on and my parents like to watch them. They're a good basketball team. All right. They're a good basketball team. Playing against bad basketball teams but I don't know. I, I don't think UNC's as good as everyone thinks they are. I don't think, you're right, the ACC's not as good as everyone thinks they are. I think, it's a lot of hype surrounding some players yeah. in the ECC um, rather than actual. And a lot of it's stuff.
0: a lot of it's rightful, you know, like, I mean, yeah. this time of year it is it is damn hard to, to match up against Zion Williamson. But um, yeah, but, but yeah I, I think a lot of the hype, I, I think the hype could come back to bite one of these teams at some point. I, I just don't know if it's going to be an early upset or not, but. So yeah.
1: Are you going to are you going to watch the games during work tomorrow? Uh,
0: you know, I think I'm going to scoreboard watch, but I don't think I'm going to watch them. Like I, I just I don't know. I've kind of outgrown like needing to watch every second of what's going on, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and be so obsessed with the brackets and stuff. Like I'll watch I'll I'll watch them at night and stuff and I'll keep keep an eye on them, but I don't think I'm going to unless I got nothing to do at work, I'm probably not going to pull it up and watch it to be honest.
1: Yeah. The older person in me has realized that I shouldn't do stuff I'm not good at. <laughs> especially if and especially like pay money for it. Yeah. So, I've been investing less and less. Oh yeah, I only do one money. bracket a year now. Yeah. Um so, if I if I put in my 10 bucks and hope I win, I'm not I'm not the guy who's betting the house on this bracket yeah. so I or think, who's got I seven
0: think. brackets and it's like all right why i'm still in and four of these and then i need this team to win and like, yeah exactly yeah. trying to
1: pay off loans by <laughs> getting the perfect bracket <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh. by the way
0: every year by the, the the bracket statistics blow my mind every year even though i hear them every year <laughs> like then the, like that there are 9.2 quintillion combinations for a bracket it still blows my mind there's only 64 teams like, yeah. like, like, like I saw a fact today with that number, there's, there's literally 9.2 quintillion combinations. If you filled out an, a unique bracket every second, it would take you 292 billion years to, to get all the combinations. <laughs> that's, that's ridiculous to me. That, I, I, I like yeah. don't believe it, but it's true. It's crazy.
1: That's why it's so hard to get a perfect <laughs> one. <Derek>. It's, impos- <laughs> it's, it's impossible. It's impossible. No, crazy. nothing's impossible. I think it's impossible. It's never uh, impossible.
0: I don't know if we're ever going to see it. We'll see.
1: All right. But uh, Last but not least, NHL, the National Hockey League, mm-hmm. have to make a note, the Lightning, for the first time, Tampa Bay, brings home the President's Trophy. Is They're, that their, tell their people, first one? Tell the people what they won.
0: They won the President's yes. Trophy. They won the They're President's. Tro- pre- I did not realize that was their first President's Trophy, though. Their very
1: first one. Interesting.
0: Yeah. So that goes to the team with the most points in the regular season, um, and that is Tampa, who has locked up, and we talked about this before, they have been uh, just dominating the league this year, um, with very few lulls, really. Um, they just, just on fire all season. They're basically, you know, I'm looking at it now. They're basically 20 points up on everybody else in the league. It's a joke. (laughs) Um, uh, essentially virtually 20. They're not, not quite on everyone. It's basically, they're up 19 on the Bruins and flames who are the next two teams. Um, the, uh, yeah, the Lightning have been dominant all season, and surprise, surprise, like like we said multiple times now, like this Atlantic Division for us is is going to finish the way it has been for a long time. It's going to be Lightning, Bruins, Maple Leafs as the top three, um, which bodes well for a neutral fan if you're interested because those are the first two rounds are going to be awesome, and, and, yeah. and from a and from a neutral perspective, not from a Tampa perspective, but I think. Um, there is still a chance that um, Pittsburgh could slip to that last seed. And I think that that's like the most intriguing scenario is for the lightning to draw the penguins in the first round because the penguins, they could finish eighth or, you know, uh, last wild card, but the penguins are obviously very talented, you know? So I think yeah. out of all the teams you could draw there, the penguins are a team you wouldn't want out of all those teams that could slide into that spot. Um, so it's interesting. It, it, there the, you know, the NHL playoffs are awesome. Like every even a heavily favored matchup could still be a very, very intense series. So it's going to be great. Um, so that will that starts in less than a month now. It's like probably three weeks away. So Let's go, Bolts. Very exciting. Um, anything else on sports?
1: No, that's a lot of sports. It. It's a lot
0: of sports. Um, so that's going to bring us into the second half, which is pop culture. Alrighty, so pop culture. Um, We start with we're gonna do two TV shows. Um, One of them is a well-known, coming back for its third season, Stranger Things. Um, Stranger Things obviously took the world by storm when it when it launched on Netflix with season one. Season two was just as popular. Season three, a new trailer came out. Um, So I'm gonna let you speak to this first. You saw it first and put it on here. Um, What are your takeaways from the new Stranger Things
1: trailer? The The takeaways from the new Stranger Things trailer is that there are a lot of new strange things. <laughs> <laughs> there are There's a new monster. Um, the douchebag brother guy from Stranger Things 2 is back.
0: That's his name, right?
1: Uh, I think his name's Douchebag brother That's guy. what I thought, yeah, yeah, I can't remember what his name is. <laughs> it might be Steve, is it? No, no, Steve's the good no, no, guy. No, 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 I know who guy.
0: you're talking about. Um,
1: Billy, is it Billy?
0: No, nah, it's not Billy. Is it
1: Jonathan? I don't think it's Jonathan. Anyway, yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, it's, it's the, re- yeah, the The little redhead's yeah, older yeah. brother. Yeah. He's back. Douchebag's back. He's in the uh, trailer. <laughs> Official news, Eleven and Will are a thing.
0: Oh yeah. So, right. Yes,
1: yeah. So 11 and will are officially together. They're holding hands. They're kissing. They're a little young to be kissing, but they're <laughs> kissing in the trailer. Uh, maybe it's like this. We almost died. We should kiss. Cause it's gonna be our first kiss type thing. Um, but America's favorite couple is back. <laughs> um, all the kids look way older. I know this was bound to happen, but it's still shocking when you see it. Um, it's just one of those things. It's almost like modern family. Like when Luke hit puberty, you're like, Oh my God, what happened to this show? <laughs> um, so we're dangerously close to that, but I think they might still get away for uh, away with it. So a lot of things to look forward to. Great trailer soundtrack. They had a uh, teenage wasteland by the who playing in the background, a remix spectacular, very excited. Derek, have you seen it?
0: I did see it. Uh, I echo all of your thoughts. Um, one thing I just have to I think point out I think you probably just misspoke but I just don't want to confuse anyone. I think it's Eleven and Mike, not Eleven and Will, right? Are you sure? Well Will is the one that was captured like all of the season. But Mike is the one is like the one who is like been like in love Oh, with you're
1: Eleven, right. right. All right, so Will I just buyers. I just want to
0: make sure. Yeah, yeah. So Will is the one who was who was in the upside down, who who was caught. Um,
1: you're right. A lot of boring white people names will
0: (laughs) Will Mike. Mike. And it it is Jonathan, by the way, Jonathan Byers, um,
1: Mike Jonathan.
0: (laughs) So, um, but yeah, I'm excited. I think, uh, July 4th is the date. So the launch, the premiere date. So it's, it's a festive day to, to launch stranger things. I think they always kind of do that in the summer. I I feel like it was a similar date last year. Um, Oh no, wait, it was Halloween. I think last year. Um
1: that's even better. Yeah, it was I Halloween last it year. Was right. Halloween, but July 4th's great too. I 4th think it's yeah. The trailer is about July 4th. Like Right, they, right, right. There's an actual part in the yeah. And it's Halloween when like they they release it around the time that the show is supposedly Which going on. Which is cool.
0: On. That's cool. Yeah. I I like that. Um the the one thing I'll say just a general thought like I'm interested how Stranger Things progresses because like this is easily a show that could go for a long time as far as how popular it is but like you got this the challenge of the kid characters is is real in this you know like they're getting older they're not too old yet from what I can see in the trailer but like they're at that age where it's like another year and like they're not it's going to be weird you know like to have another yeah. season of it so I'm interested if they try to tie anything up like like kind of like I don't want to I don't want to use the phrase cut your losses because that's not what this is but like but not be so ambitious because you know the kids are going to get older and you don't want that um that flop, you know, potential, you know.
1: Yeah. Also, how do you keep bringing back monsters like certain monsters, yeah, you yeah. know? Like how like how many times can you save the town from the same exactly. monster? Exactly. Yeah. You
0: know? So it could be it, I could see this be like coming to an end, but maybe I think I think I think maybe four seasons would would make more sense, but just because we haven't heard any rumblings of it being the final one, but Um, six seasons in a movie (laughs) I'm down for that then uh, the kids will be adults by the end but uh, so yeah anything else on Stranger Things
1: no very very excited great if you haven't caught on to the Stranger Things phenomenon watch it immediately it's it's bingeable very good yeah yeah.
0: it's all on Netflix and that's the other thing you don't have to wait for every episode like they just release them at once and it's it's it's, uh, there's not many shows that people are very into that get released in that way Um, so it's very it's very cool um Okay, so the other TV show uh, moving from Netflix to HBO, uh, we have the Case Against Adnan Syed. Um, now, F- Adnan Syed, you guys probably recognize the name because it's from Serial, the podcast that we didn't really talk about much on the podcast because I think we listened to it before we actually started this podcast. Serial is pretty old, like Serial is like twenty fourteen. We, we,
1: did, we, we did a spoof we did the spoof. That's right.
0: We did we did the Serial <laughs> spoof. Um, but so you know, Serial was. Um, looking at the, the murder of hey Min Lee and that odd Ad, that Adnan Syed was put in jail for and has been in jail for a long time for. Um, and so I, I was intrigued when I saw this commercial for the case against Adnan Syed on HBO. I didn't know if it was going to be a case as the title suggests against him saying like he actually did do it or really what the angle was going to be of this. So um, I've been watching it. It's through two out of four episodes Um, and I think I would say that it's worth watching. If you, if you listen to serial and you were interested in that storyline, I think it's worth watching. Um, of course, if you don't want to rehash that at all, if you just don't, if you're just not interested whatsoever, then don't bother, I guess. But I was on the fence of whether I was interested. I'm like, I don't know. Am I going to be interested in watching this again? If it's a lot of what I already heard in serial. And I was actually surprised how watching the first episode, I was back invested in it again, as far as like being interested in, and what's going on? Because there is just like it's easy to forget three years, four, three to four years after you listen to Serial, like why everyone was obsessed with Serial, right? Like, like, like there was a reason everyone was so enamored by that podcast, and it's because there's there was so much in that story that didn't add up, right? And so, yeah, there is an element of seeing it in video, seeing like, um like private investigators continuing and coming back to stuff like literally in 2016, 2017, like after Serial, um, interviewing people is a big one, I think, because in Serial, you got some interviews, but like a, a video interview is a lot different. And there's there's a lot of classmates that can interview. There's teachers that get interviewed. Um, and so there's no... Through two episodes, there's no like... Um, not to spoil... Not to be a negative spoiler, but there's no like... Smoking gun through two episodes that you're like, oh crap, this is totally insane, but um, but the, there's things that add up that make you think. And on Twitter, that some of the people that are being featured in these interviews through two episodes, I like, I like, I saw some tweets from them, and like they're all promising. There's a lot that that's kind of crazy in episodes three and four, so Ooh. it could be just hype, you know. I don't know, but um, yeah, but it's interesting. So basically, without doing more spoilers or anything do you you are a prospective viewer of this who hasn't decided yet if he's going to watch so you might have some questions
1: correct i am a prospective viewer i i'm coming into it from the i have watched uh serial perspective or listen to serial yep. liked it a lot don't think i made up my mind on adnan um however hbo doesn't typically take flyers they don't yes, typically very take true. risks on TV shows and d- even documentaries. They don't just put stuff out there. It is very curated and it's usually very high quality. Great point. So if you think there's only four episodes in this, is that what you say? Yeah,
0: it's a four episode uh, mini series. Yeah, or mini documentary th- series. Yeah,
1: and things have been teased. I think they know something big is going to happen. I kind of think so too. Um, I do. So if if I do hear like if I hear that from you, if I hear this you find answers or you hear something jaw like jaw dropping. I will immediately dive back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I can commit to another serial, just another serial, like serial. That's essentially what it's just,
0: that's kind of what this is so far through two,
1: which it doesn't give you an answer. I I mean, it gives you a lot of information and not that you desperately need an answer Mm -hmm. in something like this, Mm -hmm. but I don't want to just rehash all of the same stuff and then relive the, Oh, now I still don't know if he did it or not. Yeah, you know if yeah if no, it's gonna be if it's if it's worth it, and I hear it's worth it without spoilers, I will absolutely watch. Yeah, it. That's so where I'm so
0: from. the the and again uh, this is still pending the possibility that there could be a borderline smoking gun in the final two episodes. You know, but again, I so so my expectation isn't really that there's going to be a smoking gun at the foot of a different suspect. Uh, it's personally that's just a guess. I don't see that happening what i i think that the closest that this doc will get would be a smoking gun of innocence does that make sense um yeah either either way a smoking gun of me. innocence i could see this doc getting close to that based on its trajectory i don't think i see a smoking gun of guilt um but i wouldn't rule it out either um the one thing i'll kind of tease about this uh documentary the hbo version that i think serial based through two episodes i can safely say i think that serial did a big disservice on this category is, and I don't know, I don't remember how much of the, of the details of the case you remember, but do you remember, do you remember Jay Wilds? Remember that the character Jay or character, yeah, like not his, the friend J. his friend, or his friend who basically is the one who's, who, who uh, who's eyewitness. He basically said is the one who testified that had killed her. Um, yeah. The serial did not dive into Jay very much. And this document, this document, this documentary does um and it dives into a lot of stuff that is, that makes Jay very a very questionable character um and so one like semi so this isn't really a spoiler but just like a little mini spoiler if you don't want to hear absolutely anything about the documentary then skip past it but they they ended up they, they basically found a lot of stuff that Jay has done in like the 20 years since this that are really suspect as far as like character goes you know and serial didn't mention one thing of them and they actually mm. In the HBO documentary, they they actually say like why like like uh they they say like did 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 anybody talk to Serial about about this? And the investigators are like, yes, like we actually did ask Serial why they didn't um, cover this, and it was because Jay wasn't a suspect. Like Jay was not considered a suspect, and so that that's kind of crazy. Like like when 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 that all comes down to it, because a lot of it has to do with like the way the police handled things and everything too. So it's very interesting. Um, I would say. You know, I can. You know, this Sunday will be episode three. I can give you the the, the yes or no after that. As far as like, is this in, is this insane? Do you have to watch this? Um, but it's but so far it's interesting, especially if you were interested in the case for serial and might want to revisit it. So. Um,
1: so. The the verdict is supervised release for supervised uh, release. Against- <laughs> our second
0: of the day, yes, supervised release. So yeah, that that's right. it on on the case against that. All right.
1: So I'll I'll let you I'll let you supervise. You manage. <laughs> make sure make sure everything goes well. And if everything goes well with this uh, HBO series and documentary, yeah. you let me know and. It- and- I'll pull the yeah, and
0: it actually hadn't. Your point had actually somehow not occurred to me. Like when, like when you said like HBO doesn't take fires and stuff, I'm like, oh damn, you're right, actually. So like, yeah. so like I've got now my expectations are higher. Like just yeah. just because of that statement you made. But uh, but yeah. So so that's it. Anything else on pop culture?
1: That's it for me. I got a final drive, and then we'll wrap it up.
0: All righty. So speaking of the final drive, you want to go first? Or you want to go second?
1: I think I'm gonna go second.
0: All right, you go second. I'll go first. Um, So for me, my final drive is a little this little ridiculous snafu that I I have had. Um, So Steve, you file your taxes on TurboTax? Is that correct?
1: Yes, sir. I think I remember
0: you talking about it, and it was it was was super easy, and it's like cool, right? Like, and I agree, it is. It's like a very cool software. Good. Yes. Yeah. It's it's cool. It's easy. So I did that for the first time this year. Like my family used to use an uh, uh, an accountant to to do the taxes for us, and we would pay her. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to try it myself this year. And so I did. It was easy. Submitted it. Um, and a couple hours later after I submitted it, I get a rejection that says uh, IRS rejected the return. And I look at the details and it says your birth date is incorrect. And I'm like, oh, huh, that's weird. So I go back in. <laughs> I go back in. I like, I re-enter the birthday. I like, start Googling. I'm like, it doesn't look like my birthday is wrong. So I'm like... Uh, TurboTax birthday issue, I'm Googling it. And it's like, oh yeah, just like re-enter it, like delete it and re-enter it again. So I do that, gets rejected again. I'm like, okay, this is this is annoying. So I'm Googling the issue. I'm trying to figure out what it is. And then I see something that says that sometimes the IRS just has your birthday wrong. And I'm like, okay, well, that would be real annoying too. And so I go back and look at my past tax returns, which were e filed as well. Like they weren't filed by mail. So I'm like, all right, these were e filed. So the birthday has got to be right. Because like, like I was reading, it's like the IRS like outdated software that like rejects the birthday if it's wrong. Mm-hmm. So my, my returns from the, the past several years. Now, my birthday is May 25th, 1991. That's I've just disclosed a piece of information about myself. And Write that down. And my past tax returns uh, had my birthday entered as 052591. That's what it said as in the date field. And TurboTax forces the full birth year understandably so um on a tax return yeah so it forces you to write 1991 and so because of that formatting mismatch i'm getting rejected every time so i call turbo tax and i'm like can you guys can i just make it say 91 instead of 91 1991 and they're like nope you can't do that you have to call the irs and get your birthday changed so so i call the irs i wait for an hour to get on the phone with the irs and i say hey like like they pull up my file i'm like see how my birthday says 91 and they're like yep I'm like i needed to say 1991 in order for my taxes to go through electronically. And the guy is like, hold on one moment, he pulls up a few things. And then he's like, oh, it looks like we had an internal error. And he's like, you're gonna actually have to go to one of our field office locations to get this updated. No. And so he gives me the address for a Boston field office location that I have to go to to get my birthday changed from 91 to 1991. <laughs> and to, to cap it all off, I look up the hours and they're open Monday to Friday, nine to four. Yikes! <laughs> so I don't know, I don't know where you apply to work there, by the way, because like I would love those hours. Um, so that's my snafu, and so I had to mail my tax returns in because of this. I had to go to the post oh. office and mail them. So sorry to hear that. Derek. So if you ever are in that scenario with TurboTax, just know that you're screwed. Don't even don't even waste the time. Just just mail them in. <laughs> wow.
1: So that's that. So is it is it, it's not TurboTax's fault? It's All not right.
0: TurboTax's it's, fault. It's the IRS software, which is like a gazillion years old, from what I googled. Um, sure. And then it does not handle any like ob- like, you know, it would be very simple computer programming to be like, oh, this is the right birthday, <laughs> even though it's, you know, now that we're 1991. OK, is he born in 1891? Is he 127 years old? We could probably yeah. do a quick verification against that. <laughs> um, yeah. So. So, yes, there you go. But basically now I have to go to that office, get it updated. And then next year it should work in theory. So we'll see. But a little interesting snafu with the IRS and tax returns.
1: All right. So that's it. Um, so, my final drive this week is Barry on HBO. All um, right. So, there's one season of Barry on HBO. It is Bill Hader from SNL. Um, if the, for those who don't know Bill Hader, he's the guy who does the um, New York's Hottest Club is Chic. It has blah, blah. <laughs> you know the guy who does that yeah, on SNL? Yeah, yeah. Um, He plays a former hitman. And he, he, no, not a former hitman. A former um, Marine who is now a hitman. He goes to LA to to do a hit. Go like ends up getting into this acting class and starts to enjoy it. So now he's getting in now he actually finds out he likes acting even though he's really bad at it, but he still he's very good at at trained killing. So he keeps having to pay the bills and he keeps having to kill people cuz he's good at it, but he he what he really wants to do is act mm-hmm. and it's and he's bad at it. Um so it's this really dark dark comedy. Uh, it's it's H it's classic HBO. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of cursing. There's a lot of uh, blood, but it's weirdly funny. Bill Hader is hilarious. Um, there's only eight episodes, I think, in the first season. Um, I do recommend it. It's not for everyone. I can tell you that right now. But it's very addicting because you're really rooting for this guy, and he's you can't tell if he's a good guy or a bad guy. He's just <laughs> he's just Barry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. Barry on HBO, season two comes out uh, April 7th, or maybe even early, no, March 31st is season two, episode one. Um, So season two comes out real soon, so if you want to catch up on a new HBO show, very well done, really quick episodes, funny, weird, dark, Um, Barry on HBO, I recommend.
0: All righty, I have heard good things from Barry, uh, about Barry, sorry, from other people. So, yeah. good good to Barry himself told me. Um. Yeah. So uh, so good to hear. Good to hear. Barry on HBO.
1: Barry on HBO.
0: So, I think that does it for episode number 126. Anything else you have to add? Anything else? What a day. What a, day. What a time. What a time to be alive. Wow. So, Can uh, you believe it? So that's all we got and we will see you guys next time for episode 127.
1: Later days. <laughs>